0: Hello, my name is Liffie Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Growth in sub-Saharan Africa is set to strengthen this year, thanks to a gradually improving outlook for the global economy. In its latest regional economic outlook, the IMF estimates growth to reach 5.5% in 2013-2014, an improvement from the previous year. But while low-income and fragile countries continue to expand, middle-income countries are still grappling with sluggish growth. Earlier, I met with Alfredo Cuevas from the IMF's African Department. He began by describing the prospects for the region this year.
1: We're seeing growth in 2013 at 5.4% for sub-Saharan Africa as a whole for the entire region. This is a little bit better than in 2012, part because we'll see some rebounding from one-off shocks, adverse shocks that we saw in 2012, you know, some uh, rebounding uh, from flooding in Nigeria, some uh, rebounding from drought in the Horn of Africa and, uh, and things like that. So we do see a better prospect also 2014. We hope that as uh, developments in, in Europe gradually improve, that will bring a little bit of an extra impulse to demand in, uh, in Africa.
0: Are all the countries in Africa, and by that I mean low-income countries, emerging markets, and sort of middle-income countries all doing really well, or are some of them not doing as well as others?
1: That's a very good question. In fact, uh, the region as a whole is doing well, but there is some differentiation uh, among country groups. We find it useful to to distinguish among uh, four country groups generally. Oil exporters are doing quite well. Their growth is in the high six In part, this reflects robust spending uh, by governments which are receiving an influx of of oil revenue. Low-income countries and fragile countries are also doing quite well, uh, growing at uh, 6% and above uh, on average. Uh, This reflects, in part, um, new production coming online in uh, export-oriented sectors in, in several cases. And in the case of the fragile economies, the most notable reason for the uptick in growth is the, the normalization of uh, conditions in uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Middle-income countries, uh, in contrast, are displaying less uh, dynamic performance. This is in part the result of their closer links to Europe. Uh, Europe is still the, the main uh, export market for South Africa. This has contributed to um, an underwhelming performance in that country in the last few years. For 2013, we expect that all countries will do a little bit better, even the middle-income countries, as I, as I mentioned. But they will continue to lag behind the average of the region as a whole.
0: So what sectors are feeling this growth for the countries that are doing well? You mentioned oil. Are there any other sectors that are pushing this growth forward?
1: Well, I did mention oil, but I, I shouldn't single that out. Um, what is happening is uh, in, in many countries, you're seeing, uh, as I mentioned, a rebound from one of shocks. This is especially true in agriculture. So, agriculture is uh, is doing well in, in many countries. Export oriented sectors, especially um, in resource uh, uh, rich countries, are, are doing quite well. You also will, will notice that there's uh, a whole lot of activity in construction. What this really reflects is um, The strength of investment as a driver of growth, the proportion of the economic activity that is accounted for by investment are increasing somewhat and have been increasing in the last few years. This upward trend uh, really can be uh, interpreted as a situation in which investment is leading growth in in a lot of these countries.
0: So two of the biggest challenges for Africa remain the continued crisis in Europe, which you mentioned just a little earlier, and also a drop in investment in emerging markets. So how could these two challenges really affect the region?
1: If um, if the first of these risks materialized as a result possibly of, of continuing problems in uh, the so-called periphery of, uh, of the euro area, we think that there would be some impact on, um, on global commodity prices, not a tremendous impact. And this would filter through to sub-Saharan Africa through the trade channel. uh, What we expect to see is a very small impact of of less than one quarter of a a quarter percentage point in the rate of growth over the next several years. In contrast, in the case of uh, a shock to investment in emerging markets, we're looking at at a situation of a sharper but shorter event. Well, we're looking at, uh, at a situation in which the shocks would affect growth but not by any means, by a large amount,
0: one of the biggest worries in Africa used to be inflation, but in the past few years it has subsided a great deal. Is it something that the region should still worry about, or is it something that is now just a distant memory?
1: No, it's still a recent memory. Uh, I have to say that we are very pleased to have seen um, inflation go down in, in recent uh, years, and we still project it to decline further. We're looking at inflation on average for the region at 6.9% in, in 2013, and it would decline a little bit further in uh, in 2014 Uh, the reasons for this decline include strong monetary policies and monetary policy but also we must not forget that inflation in sub-saharan africa is very sensitive to the prices of foodstuffs that in the last uh, year we've benefited from a good dynamic and uh, we expect that that should be the case also in the next two years and that's uh, that's a very important factor behind our uh, behind our forecast so we have seen a reduction in the prices of uh, of foodstuffs in the region as a result both of a moderation in global prices for for grains especially but also as a result of good harvest years as i mentioned at the beginning that growth was uh, benefiting in some places from a rebound from drought well that translates also in, into lower prices for foods, and this is, is part of the reason we see lower inflation.
0: Lately, public debt has been rising a lot in Africa. Now, given the region's previous battle with indebtedness, with the HIPIC initiative, etc., is this something that they should be concerned about?
1: We have uh, noticed then that in a number of countries which benefited from uh, debt relief, debt has been increasing in, in the last few years. When we look at these countries, what we find is that they are not, by and large, in a situation of debt distress. So what this means is that although debt has been increasing, it hasn't gotten to a point where it's a threat to the state of public finances. Our our sense, in an initial pass in talking to people in these countries, is that a lot of this money has gone to finance investment projects, often in infrastructure. And these are long-term investments, and one hopes that uh, the rate of return will justify the the cost of, of the borrowing.
0: Given these risks, what policies should African countries adopt to maintain their growth and to do it in an inclusive manner?
1: Growth in sub-Saharan Africa since the mid-90s has been supported, among other things, by sound microeconomic policies. We find a few countries where at this point there is some pressure on the fiscal side. Countries, for example, like Ghana, where in 2012, uh, in the context of an election, public spending went up. Countries such as Angola, where there is a big um, expansion of... Uh, being planned, so in those countries it is necessary to think hard about budget constraints and to contain the deficit on, on the fiscal side. And I should add that something very interesting that we have observed a trend of increasing interest by global investors in, uh, in their so-called frontier economies in our region. These countries have found it, therefore, easier to place bonds in global markets, which they, some of them have done in the recent past. And also some have seen money coming into their markets, their bond and their equity markets. In this case, we're looking at a trend that is, in principle, quite favorable. It eases financing constraints and allows the country to access resources that it can use wisely to, to boost growth prospects. At the same time, there's inflows bring with them some risks, as we have learned from looking at the experience of emerging markets. So it is important for policymakers to pay attention to possible side effects of these uh, inflows.
0: And this was Alfredo Cuevas from the IMF's African Department about African economic prospects for this year. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www.sandral.com slash IMF podcasts.